Welcome guys to our first, second podcast of week two. Today we have we read from pages one hundred to two hundred. How did you guys like the reading? Um, I thought it was actually really interesting in meeting Doc, and it was just kind of interesting to see the connections he was able to build with PK and all he could learn about Latin and how well he could understand it to be able to write it in court. Um, I would just like to say in my prediction from last week that PK, after um, Hoppy uh, left, that he would have to take someone else in. That would be Doc. And so I would just like to say that I got my prediction right from last week. Yeah, Doc is definitely the uh, father figure of PK. For this section. Yeah, for this section. Because I think even though he's in prison, unless something happens to him in the next few pages, like I haven't read anything past page 200, but hopefully... Nothing's gonna happen to him. So. Uh, I thought it was very interesting from like uh, starting to, to like get who was Doc and uh, going through like the experiences with him. Also, uh, thought that it was interesting to meet PK's mother, who was like the Anglican like oh, religious person. Nuts. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Sure. So I was the bridge builder this week, and so I actually found an article that spoke about the spying that happened during World War II, because I was very intrigued about why they were so suspicious of Doc, having lived there for three decades, is that what they said? I think so. I think he had lived there for three decades, and they were still suspicious just because he was a German, they thought he was a Nazi, and it was interesting. I found that there have been new letters that came out recently, this article was written in 2016, that speak about all the spying that happened during World War II. This article focuses on spies in Great Britain, and it says, During the Second World War, the government fought a secret campaign against German spies. Now new letters from M15 Archive reveal the true story of Jose Waldberg, one of the men who was executed. So through this article, it goes through, talks about these spies who were found by British intelligence. And what I found most interesting about the article is how clandestine they kept everything. And they were very straight to the point, we're gonna put these guys on trial and then we're gonna hang them. And I think there were four of the spies in this operation and three of them were set to be executed and then two of them ended up being executed. But what I tied this back to the book most was how on top of everything they were and how suspicious they were of everything. As soon as they found them, they sent them to trial. Uh, It states in the text that she was simply suspicious of this man because of his German accent. And that was enough for them to detain him. So I just think it shows how suspicious everyone was of Germans, especially during this time, as the Africans were in PK's village, uh, allies of Britain. All right, I think that's a very good point, how just suspicious and afraid people were during the time. Um, This week I was the district detective, and I found uh, a few really uh, good parts of the book. Um, From page 154, um, Doc says, God and I have more quarrels, ma'am. The Almighty can see if the cactus plant. If God should choose a plant to represent him, I think of all plants he would choose the cactus. The cactus has all the blessings he tried and failed to give to man. Now, um, it goes on to explain the perfect balance that the cactus has. It is humble, but is not submissive. It grows where others don't, and it doesn't complain about the sun. It stores water and keeps it for hard times. And when I was reading this, I knew immediately that I was going to use this. Um, In my mind, this is a beautiful comparison um, between what God, what qualities he wants humans to have, um, but we don't have a lot of these qualities, and it, the cat, um, it describes the perfect balance uh, and the final line that this cactus has, and I think that uh, it's really easy to apply to our lives and see um, 
what we can do to really just grow. Um, next, from page 155, um, it says that even in a largely English-speaking town, a classical player in the family was a social equalizer almost as good as money. Um, the reason that I chose this was because um, the author uh, most likely wrote it just to describe how likely the fine arts and especially music was during this time period and uh, what kind of part of the culture it was. Um, even a, page, a few pages later, um, it shows how happy the mom seemed to be that they would have a musician in the family. And later we see that she's very religious and doesn't seem to care much about social standing. So it just shows how important this was really to the life of PK's family, that they were finally going to have someone who really would be high in the social classes. And then later on page 195, Doc says to PK, even if they cement our mouths, we will find a way to talk. And um, the reason I chose this is because it's a really good quote. I think it can apply to a lot of places where suffering and oppression is taking place. Um, if you look back um, on this during you know slavery in the United States or um, when other countries were colonizing, um, they were really being oppressive. But Doc, um, even as a German who really is being oppressed in South Africa simply because of who he is and where he was born, um, uh, it shows that he's, uh, him and PK are going to find a way to express themselves and aren't going to be shut down by the government. And I just think it's powerful how much he's just going to come, he's coming out and saying this. Yeah, so what did you draw this week, Scar? Uh, this week, um, I drew some glasses and a bunch of music notes because um, Doc is teaching him how to play the piano. And so, like, music is taking up a big part of his life in this, uh, in these hundred pages we've read. So, like, this is kind of his, like, getaway. So, the first, like, getaway from everything, like, um, the judge and everything was a uh, hobby. And so that was like his relief from that and how he grew up. Now this is like his getaway from like his mother who's kind of crazy and how he found out he's not going to see his nanny anymore. This is kind of like how he's like growing up and he's also learning a bunch of stuff from him. But the music is definitely taking up uh, like the most like priority and how he's like growing up and learning all this stuff. Yeah, but let's go to the reading. Like when you first like got it, like read about the mothers, like the mother. What were like some uh, qualities you thought like that could represent a mother that she didn't have? Like for me, I thought she'd be like a lot kinder and like less uh, harsh on him because she like I think she kind of like uh, hits him sometimes for doing like bad things. But like when I read like like the exact like. How the author described her, I was like so surprised to see her like so mean and like cold-hearted. So what I found, I guess, the weirdest about the mother was she obviously did not raise PK. It was his nanny who did most of the raising, and she kind of almost disregarded that. And she seemed to try to hop right into his life. It seemed as though she tried to take the nanny's place, and she knew how important he was to her, or she knew how important the nanny was to PK and yet she talked really bad about her and about her religion, which she's, her, his mom's very passionate about, obviously. So I just thought she would have tried to bond with him first instead of just hopping right into that mother, fi mother figure role. I think in her mind, she was the one raising him, not the nanny. 
I, I think that is a good point because um, it says that she has a nervous break to it down, and so obviously, um, I think in parts of the book we kind of see how, like she's always stressed. Um, she's got to make tea or clean or whatever it said um, to like calm her down. She's I don't think she's like still at a hundred percent from her nervous breakdown, and so I think that's a really hard thing to go through for her too. And so I think that she's still assimilating to new life. And um, Rafa, I'm just gonna touch on a point that you said earlier. You said that she probably hits him sometimes. Um, I, uh, or something you said, um, it, it was probably more natural at the time, but it's still weird to see who a mother you usually picture as a loving figure um, a little bit more harsh in this uh, scenario. I'm going to say one more thing. So um, it was the part where we, they were talking about how she still has nervous breakdowns. Uh, part of that is probably because uh, was she a born-again Christian? I believe. Uh, I believe that was how yeah. it was described. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, her trying to stop the nervous breakdowns, I think. So, anytime her new religion gets bashed, she'll have a nervous breakdown. It's kind of like a coping mechanism. Yeah. Her, almost. That's right. why she's so crazy about and everything. I, I mean, I think that's a really good point to bring up. I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that either. It's good. Yeah, that is, like, a valid point but would you like consider uh saying like uh like uh that pk's mother is like fit to be his mother or do you think that she still needs to like uh still needs to get better on her like med like like calm down to see like if she actually has like if she's like actually uh having like the mental breakdowns where she actually like how like luke said where her religion gets like blown and then she has those mental breakdowns and then uh she's kind of like cautious because do you think that she's actually worthy of that mother like motherhood role like in her life um i would say no just because i don't think she knows what to do because she hasn't done it her whole life she doesn't quite understand how a what is he seven now he's seven now seven. Yeah. yeah he's seven now how a seven-year-old boy works and operates and she tries to force this religion upon him and it seems without like any explanation like it seems like she tries to force this religion on him without him even understanding what it is which often leads to some of the misconceptions he has about it and he only looks to the people who practice this religion like the other man on the bus i can't recall his name yeah, it was the Pastor Molivier? No, no the, the one on the train. The oh, train the guy. Train. Yes, that's yeah, the second one after Hoppy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, continue. Yeah, I think that he just... He doesn't really understand the religion, and she tries to force it on him, and I don't think she quite understands her son, mm-hmm. which I think leads to her being... And, um... Do you, you want to go or... Uh, do you mind if I go? Oh, I... Okay. Part of the reason I don't think he really trusts this religion is because he grew up without it, like from the day he was born, like Nanny was the only one there and he grew up with like them knowing the medicine man and all like the legends and stuff or if they're for legends or like tradition basically. And like anybody so far he's met who is like a born again Christian is kind of nuts because um, he met Hobby before he met the born again Christian and he met the, uh, what's her name? The person who died on the train. Oh, uh, Big Hetty? Yeah, Big Hetty who like always like, who said stuff about the uh, guy on the train to PK, how he wasn't, how the guy was like not, mm-hmm, yeah. like was crazy. And then now his mother and the uh, pastor, 
he already has all these preconceived notions about them, but they're also forcing their religion upon him. Yeah. And like not really giving an explanation of like what this religion is mm-hmm. or how it works. Yeah, I'm just gonna do a quick insert just for the bridge building. I think we can a lot of times see this today because a lot of children are raised with their parents' religions, and that's a good thing, obviously, for their parents to bestow something like that upon them. But as they grow up and their parents try to force them into this religion that they may be beginning to question or they may be beginning to have doubts about. I just think it's something interesting to see, like, back then, she would force religions on them, and children today are still having religions forced on them, even if they don't believe in them. Uh, I think that's a very good connection to make, um, but I'm going to go back to what you said a little bit earlier, is, um, is the mom really fit to be his mom, and you were saying no, and, because she doesn't really know her child. I'm going to say that I completely agree with you on this, but, um, even though PK, um, I'm sure she she probably doesn't know what's happened to him for the last few years yeah. and he's still so young but because of what he went through at the boarding school and just his natural smarts um he's like an older kid almost yes. he doesn't seem like a seven-year-old he maybe seems like even older like maybe 10 or 11 and because he's so much older i think his mom doesn't realize how old he is mentally and his maturity and so she's still treating him like a younger child but he really isn't that young child yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's a very good point, but like, like when I actually read through, I'm like, yeah, she has like no like capacity to be his mother because she's like, she hasn't been for him like when he went to like his boarding school where he got like m- most likely like being every day where he had to like survive for like a, a whole year and she, she wasn't there for him. And then she mostly like, she like appears out of thin air. Like she's like, uh, when uh, Grandpa like, literally sends him to his mother, I'm like, what are you doing? Because she hasn't seen him for a couple of years where she has, she was like in a institute for her like mental health and she appears out of nowhere and she like tries to like force things on him which uh, hasn't like seen or like was, didn't like grow up. And he like meant, if he's physically seven, then his mental capacity is like, 10 or 11, like Adam said, and he, he doesn't, like, see what's the point of some things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't remember what page, but it's after he meets his mother again. Um, he's, like, he says, like, how his mother is, like, not going to be, like, really a part of his life. All he cares about is his grandpa, and, like, I believe it's D and Dumb. Who oh, he cares about. Yeah. So, like, he basically even said that his mother... He's going to try to make her like not really a part of his life. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, it's a big step for PK to make to absent someone like that because, mm-hmm. uh, as far as we have seen, he's been very attached to his nanny, Grandpa Chook, the medicine man. Hoppy. I think Hoppy too. Yeah. Um, I think that just to oust someone like his life from that, it's going to make him grow up even faster than he mm-hmm. already is. Yeah. Plus, it wasn't like she was there for him in the beginning anyway. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. It won't be too tough for him, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything happens to Doc, though, then I feel like something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, but j- just like I said last time, um, Doc comes out of his life. <coughs> I, Just how the stole is going so far, as soon as Doc transfers out of his life, I can almost guarantee you someone else is going to transfer it. Mm, yeah. You know? yeah. Just like from the text, like that stuff, he always finds something <coughs> to hold on to. Exactly. So I think coming in the future, whether it be another animal, a friend, he might make his first like real friend, or just an older person, a mentor, I believe he will keep finding something to hold on to. Mm. Just some constant in his world of change.
Yeah. I'm gonna ask this one thing. What do we know about his grandpa so far? Like, we barely know anything about him, but yet he's like such a big part of his life. I just know he's a man of few words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he likes to smile. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. think um, when he was up on the mountain, um, I think he's very also kind of cryptic. Um, he was, when PK was asking about his nanny, he said something that really didn't even relate. And PK even said this song that was completely off the point. And then he said, PK, you should probably go talk to your mom. Yeah, he's like, he believes in finding out stuff by yourself and like learning as you go, I think, anyway. Yeah, but let's uh, talk about the doc. What do you guys think of him? Like, for me, I think that he's, like, a really wise man, and, like, he teaches uh, PK so much, like, the flowers, the notes, like, how to play the piano, Latin. What do you guys, like, have, like, the overall impression of him? Uh, I thought the biggest thing he taught him was that he doesn't have to camouflage himself. He's allowed to stand out, because he had gone through so much at the boarding school where he felt like he had to stay hidden all the time, and Doc starts to teach him a little bit more about... It's okay to stand out. You can be your own person. Especially in school, he's up two or three grades, and they said they could move him up more if it wasn't so embarrassing for everyone else. Mm-hmm. I just think he teaches him to stand out and be his own person because he's such a smart kid. Yeah. Um, I, I think Doc is probably going to be the biggest mentor to PK um, throughout this book because um, like, if you look at Hoppy, um, you knew it was going to be only for a short time. He's still a railroad road worker, and as soon as you know, they get off the stop, and he's going to the army now. Oh, and, and he's going to the army, yeah, that mentioned too. So he's not going to be a part of PK's life for very long. But Doc, yes, he's in jail, but it also, but PK already went to the jail, and they pretty much said, come around any time except Sunday. Like, we'd love to have you here. And um, I think that because Doc taught him so much mentally, he told him to stand out, don't camouflage yourself. I think he mentioned it was a sin not to use your smarts, like yeah, not using God's that. gifts. Um, and the other fact that, um, so it wasn't just one part of the story. I think Doc's going to be a part of the story much longer, and I think he might have the biggest effect on PK of any mentor in this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rafat, you got anything to say? Well, like, uh, back to what uh, Adam said, I had, like, the actual quote. Let me find it in here. It was, like, uh, let's see. Where to go, where to go. It was, like, uh, if you're smart... Uh, and you use it, it's not a sin, but if you're like really if you're like really smart and you don't use it, it's a really big sin and you have to use your smartness, PK. But back to the next question, what do you think Doc tries to teach him? Like uh uh what does Doc like uh, teach PK about like order? I think at one point in the story he was talking about order and he said something about how even the small have a purpose and yeah. that he can rise up and just be himself. Um, I think that um, Doc taught him so much. It wasn't just, you know, teaching the piano or teaching him about the plants and the Latin. I think that Doc taught him so much just, like, mentally, almost, if you know what I'm saying. He taught him what to be like. He always taught him a mindset. It's okay to stand out. You can stand out. You can be the next big thing. Just like Hoppy, you're going to be the next welterweight champion. Doc's now teaching him. You can be the, the next smart person, and you don't have to camouflage that. You should be yourself and grow. I, I think this whole camouflage fits in really well with the plants and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these plants that they find, like the first aloe plant he finds, I think this is just really symbolic of the him wanting PK to stand out, mm-hmm. just like a lot of these plants do for Doc. I also think he kind of has like a bit of a spiritual impact on him because he, talk, cause he asks Doc about 
what do you think about born again Christians and like all this stuff his mother says and then he tells them what he thinks God is and PK kind of likes that version of God better than the born again Christian. Yeah. I think he asked him he asked Doc what makes me a sinner too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to have, for a kid of PK's, I mean, even his mental age of like 10 or 11, like we were saying earlier, these are extraordinary complex questions, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but for me, when like I, I did this question, I got back to, like, to the text, but since he teaches like so much uh, about like plants, piano, Latin, and all the other things, I there was like the point uh, where he said, See, we can all do uh, everything, even if we're like in a bad situation. There's always a balance. There's always like a sense of good and like a thing, and then there's always bad, and then uh, how everything balances out at the end. But what do you guys think of this? Like, like as we re read in the book, uh, we see Doc and PK's bond like become like gra grandpa and grandson, and uh, when the Doc gets arrested. The, ser the sergeant, the sergeant is getting, uh, is hitting Doc, and then when when uh, he tries to kick him, uh, PK blocks a kick and breaks uh, his jaw. Would would you like do the same thing if you were in his shoes? So like just in like my own life, uh, I can see like with really strong mentors or especially older people who have a lot to teach us, we can form a really big bond with them. Obviously, especially with like grandparents and people like that. Uh, I think that we can become very emotional, and I don't necessarily know if it was the greatest decision for PK to jump in front, but I think in a time under that much distress, I think I would be able to just like jump in front. I think my emotions would take a hold of me. Plus, um, that's like his dad, too. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Um, I think if I were PK in this situation, especially at this age, I don't think I would, because um, at this age, I took a lot of people in my family for granted, because I hadn't really lost someone who I was attached yeah. to. And so, at this age, I had no idea what any of that experience was like. But PK uh, lost his dad. He lost his mom for a large part of his life. He just lost his nanny. He knows what that's like. And so, because of this mental maturity, I think he's able to make a decision that he wants to protect Doc, I mean, even as he can as a young child. But I think in my life, I hadn't had that experience yet. So, I don't think that I would do that. Like, for me personally, I think... I don't know what I would do because, like, when I was, like, a small child, like, I've been, like, I've already had, like, some experiences in school where I had, like, been bullied, but I haven't really had, like, the mental capacity to do something about it. It's, like, I was a very calm child, but if I was, like, in his shoes, I would be, like, 50-50 because, uh, like, Doc was probably, like, the strongest bond he had ever formed, except for, like, his nanny and Grandpa Chuck. Uh, but if uh, Doc was endangered and he was like, like the closest thing to me after like all those people left, I think that I would try to protect him with like whatever it costs, even if uh, I get hurt. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd probably jump in front because I like, like even like at a small age, even though I didn't really have, I ha wouldn't have like lost somebody mm -hmm. at that time. I still wouldn't want to see like someone I cared about get hurt, yeah. and I was always a tall guy so I mean you're being boy I could probably take the kick so a little bit better, little than, bit better than PK can so I'd probably jump in front I think if it happened nowadays I I would hope that I would jump mm -hmm. in front you know but you know back then just different mm -hmm. yeah at that age I don't think I would be mature enough to do that but no. I think nowadays it's a little different but because of how much he's gone through losing all these people I think 
he's obviously, like we said earlier, a lot more mature than his age shows. Mm -hmm. And I think that's enough for today. The next reading we have is from page 200 to 300, and I hope that everyone has a good reading time. All right, guys. All right. See you next time.